<laughs> That's right, you geeks. Welcome into the Echo Screen for the second half of the official podcast of the Clan of the Grey Wolf. Um, I am your host, and I'm not a woman, but my name is the Commodore. No. Ding, ding. And it's Rue, who is going to join me in formal attire. Yes. I, I At figured... least uh, partially. I figured um, since we're going to be talking about indie games, I should be as hipster as possible. Correct. Now, I did not so make that same kind of assumption. However, I did uh, decide to wear a suit today. Yes. Um, so you're working for the man, and I'm correct. being ironic and cool. Right. There's nothing ironic about what I'm doing, and everything is ironic about what you do. That's true. All right, good. I, I, just wanted to, I just wanted to make sure that was the case. Um, yeah, so I'm very sorry, everyone, because you all know that I love you all. Boo. But uh, being 30 minutes late for the Echo Screen did rip my heart out. But I am here. I'm here. I'm here. And we're going to talk about indie games. I heard you talk about PAX East. Did you talk about Max Payne 3? Mm-mm. Okay, can I talk about that for a second? Yeah, I didn't see it, so you go ahead. Okay, so let me just tell you. My favorite part of PAX East probably was Max Payne 3, which I did play for a while uh, with the Rockstar booth. And it was awesome, guys. Now, I'm not telling you you need to go out and get them. Um, I, I, I'm just trying to say that... You know, if you're out there, you're in the market for a game, and you don't mind paying full price in May, you should go. You should totally go for Max Payne 3. It was a great experience. I only played about 10 minutes of it at most, and it was just awesome. Um, the way that they do the inventory management, the way that they do the bullet time, of course, which is a natural for Max Payne, everything really, really worked very well, and the story looks just fantastic. Is it as awesome as The Matrix? Now, are we talking Matrix the first time I saw it in 1999 in yes. the theater? How is this uh, 13-year-old mechanic working out in video games now today? So, it's good. Okay. I'll it's still really good. Is it as good as... Is it as, is it as good as <laughs> the Matrix was the first time I saw it? No, I don't think so. No. But, it, but it's good. Now, wait. Max Payne. Yes. Is that the game but based off the Mark Wahlberg movie? Yes, it is. Okay. It's actually based right off the Mark Wahlberg. It's actually Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. Ah. Yeah, the Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch movie, um, which else. was called Max Payne. And uh, anyway, uh, that was my favorite part of PAX East besides the awesome game preservation stuff, which you should totally, That's true. if you wanted to go look at the, the general theme of PAX East to me, which was game preservation. And you can go comment on the Weekly Ringer, which is about it this week. Ding, ding. Anyway. I also um, talked about the board game documentary. Shameless plug. Perfect. Because I didn't talk about that. So that's great. Yep. Uh, the board game documentary was actually very good. Boardgamemovie.com. Check it, it was out. Very, very good. It also inspired PAX coverage. Yes, it also inspired Rue and I not only to go to Tokyo Game Show to go to Tokyo, but to discover way obscure, crappy games that all that only we love to go and make the quintessential documentary about those particular games, like Super Mario Brothers Three. Which will yes, no one's ever heard of that, but we would do a documentary that would just take care of it. But you didn't know there was a three. It would be like Donkey Kong. No one's ever heard of that until a fistful of quarters. Donkey what? Exactly. Yeah, I'd say that. Anyway, so we're going to talk about indie games. Um, so here we go, right? So one of the things that... <laughs> You're not Mrs. Rue. There we go. I'm not Mrs. Rue. Um, <laughs> I'm not even a woman. I'm not a Mrs. Anything. But uh, so first off, we started thinking about questions to really talk about before PAX on the Weekly Ringer. And one of the things that, that definitely came up was the pervasiveness today on indie games, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it it absolutely 
I think became an important thing for us to look at because the the landscape of video games have changed. Because indie games and the likes of something like Minecraft, Braid, mm-hmm. Super Meat Boy, mm-hmm. um, Fez, which just came out, Fez Snapshot, one of the one of our favorite games mm-hmm. at PAX East for the last two years. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> was it there again? Shoot this year? many, it was. Snapshot okay. was there at the Indie Game Expo. Cool. Um, as was Shoot Many Robots, which was also very good. Mm-hmm. Um, in any case, they are a they seem to be something of a much more permanent part of the gaming. There does seem to be a hell of a lot more of them lately. So the question I think really becomes what is the role of indie games in the future of gaming? Now when first of all, when you say independent or indie games. Yes. Uh, and this is something that uh, was brought up on Twitter before. The tweeter? The tweeter before we even started. And this is from Mark Carve, Indie Game Searchlight, who is a self-described uh, independent game expert. Uh, 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 a source. If yes. When we're going to go find knowledge on indie gaming. Exactly. He'll drop the knowledge bomb on Correct. It. Unfortunately, he couldn't make it here. Something about being at work. Who, well, kind of who a loser would, who would, would go to work yeah, who would be here? Who would know about doing work things God. instead of being, yes. Um, anyway. Anyway. <laughs> uh, and yeah, Phil Fish is kind of a jerk, but that's beside the point. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so he says, indie games, and this is like a series of 10 tweets, indie games never really left. <laughs> Just read it all as one successive tweet. <laughs> indie can be applied to a company that produces a game for a bigger publisher like Square, Microsoft, or even Nintendo. The only difference today is these developers don't have the advantage of those large companies publishing and marketing their game. These new devs are left to do it themselves. Or even forwarding the money to develop these games through a publishing relationship. Right. Which happens to be the way most games get made. Right. And you know what's funny, though, is I was going back over the old, uh, like the initial thoughts you sent me over email a few weeks ago about what to talk about. Okay, yes. Yeah, you did that. Okay. And you actually specifically said... I think we focus. I think we should focus on whether indie gaming, from a production standpoint, yes. is more of a fad or a movement within video games. Yes. So when we say indie game, we mean like really independent. Like you have someone or a group or a small company that makes a game, develops it, publishes it themselves. They may or may not. They may or may not make a buttload of money. Right. Well, and most of them do not. Let's face it. Not everyone is uh, notch. No. Uh, no. But there, but it, but, or down periscope, down periscope. <laughs> Is that what that sound means? Kind of, <laughs> ding ding. But um, I may or may not have nautical sounds on my cell phone. That's true. Anyway, go ahead. But uh, you have things like Owlboy, Cave Story, and Braid as GM Parsky, Jim Parsky, whatever. Whatever. Has just yep, pointed out there are a good number. If if you're if you're a, a gamer of of some note. You may not have played all of these famous indie games, but you've certainly heard of them. Yes. And think back a decade ago, what indie games really were there? Like, independently published, that of any real note. Well, I mean, Cave Story, which really came out... Geez, I'm going to butcher this. I'm going to say a little over half a decade ago. I want to say 2004 or so. Mm-hmm. That was one of the first real indie successes of the modern era, at least. Yeah. <clears throat> and we're not talking about back in the days, heyday of like the Apple II, where people swapping around uh, right, right, know, right. floppy disks. Right. I mean, that, that was true in the development The, the, the well. good old days of the, of the PC gaming era, yes. Right. Gotcha. But, uh, you know, 
Uh, so yeah, it seems to be a more recent phenomenon. It is a very recent phenomenon, and part of the reason why. Let's let's talk about that too, right? Yeah. So the idea, you know, the record industry has gone through some very similar changes. The movie industry kicking and screaming. The movie industry even more so has gone kicking and screaming. The music industry has actually been fed very well through indie gaming or through indie uh, music. But the, the movie industry, I think, begrudgingly embraced the idea. I just need to point out that we have Mark Carr of Indie Game Searchlight in the in the chat to cor- correct all of our problems. ADD at work 23. Making it. So, uh, you know, he can correct it all to the of show. our horrible things that we're saying. Not even close to late. Anyway, the point is... Um, <laughs> So, yeah, so as video games became so ubiquitously popular. Sorry, I would also mention that I think TV is being dragged, cooking and screaming through this right now. Fair enough, yep. They're they're full front, probably three-quarters of the way through the process. Right. point is, video games became so difficult to produce without the backing of one of the big publishers. And by the way, Mm -hmm. those publishers were becoming more and more monolithic. Mm Mm-hmm. You had Square Enix coming together, right? You had, uh, you had all of these. EA was buying up companies like crazy, you know. Uh, de- not 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 just companies, developer companies, right? Yeah. You had the big companies like the, the the hardware vendors and manufacturers buying companies like like Microsoft buying Bungie and Rareware, right? Activision Blizzard. Not to mention, and Blizzard is, is one of the, the the largest developers in the world in terms of. Um, the money that they produce from the smallest staff that they've got. Mm-hmm. Um, and so all of these things are happening. Publishers become so much more monolithic. If you decided, you're Jonathan Blow, for example. Am I? No, you're not. Oh. You're not even close to him. But if you were, you came up with a great idea for a game. Uh-huh. A, just a fantastic novel idea. A very innovative idea. Mm-hmm. How would you go about making that kind of a game? Back in those days, it just, it just wouldn't have happened. You mean like in the nineties? Yes, that would be very difficult. It would be extraordinarily difficult, maybe even impossible, by virtue of the techno- technological barriers that were ha- to be had at that point, as well as the financial. Mm-hmm. Now we have networks. Now we have mobile gaming, which is really taken over such a big part that's a that's something completely different industry. too it, it is different because but my you point have is something feeds, new every other week yeah but it feeds into this sure. scenario because if you don't have mobile gaming mobile gaming taking over with kind of very less expensive um smaller games that take off and, and sell millions of copies right i don't think something like xbox live marketplace where you can go and buy an independent game for 10 bucks would exist Right, you know. If you, in other words, in, in the '90s, you want to release a game for Super Nintendo. Guess what you have to do? You have to license it with Nintendo. You got to go through a very difficult process. They have to be able to, <coughs> you know, produce it on a cartridge. Now, forgive me. I I forget who this was or what the game was. It was a fairly. In fact, no. I want to say it was like Super Meat Boy or something like that. Someone was porting that to WiiWare. Okay. And I think they wound, or no, I'm sorry, there was a different game. Super Meat Boy didn't get ported to WiiWare because it was over 40 megabytes, so it wasn't allowed. Aha. Uh-huh. <clears throat> there was another game that was ported to WiiWare, and it took nine months of approvals. Yes. Before they could even get it on there. I believe it. Uh, and because they, because it apparently is a big giant hassle to deal with Nintendo getting the stuff on there. Any of the hardware vendors, it is. 
So, I, I, so again, I, I taught a class in, in video game development, right? One of the biggest hurdles that I had to parlay upon the students was this. When you go to develop a game, you have to mark off a tremendous amount of time and efforts and resources that are devoted strictly toward licensing your game and producing a game for a particular network or a particular hardware vendor. Because <clears throat> these guys are very interested. They don't want to they don't want to be Atari. No. They want to release games that work very, very well with their system, their hardware, but then their system in terms of their actual network. Right, the way that they d distribute these games, and if you don't conform to those standards, guess what? You could spend all your life making the greatest game in the world. You don't conform to those standards, you ain't selling their your game on their platform. No, exactly, because they have the ultimate control. Exactly. Now, Mark made a good point, or an interesting point. I don't know if it's good, but it's interesting. Okay. Uh, he made. No, he well, made, let's not call it bad. <laughs> I mean, no. now he made an interesting point that some of the 16-bit gems I've been talking about could be considered indie games that just happen to be published by the big names back in the 90s. <clears throat> and that's actually something that Enix has been well known for, at least since the beginning and, and their early to mid history was that uh, they didn't, Enix proper never made a game. They were like, a they had like a publisher, right. writer, and they had a shtick. Relationship. They knew what they were doing. Yeah. They would, they would take the novel concepts and they would, they would the, allow uh, them the funding or whatever they needed to get the game done. Exactly. And they would publish them. Uh, Dragon Quest, wasn't made by Enix. It was, the first three were made by Chunsoft, and then there were a few more after that made by a different company, and now they're made Boom. by a different company. Yeah. Uh, but things like Illusion of Gaia and Terra Enigma were made by Quintet, which really only made a handful of games. Yeah. And kind Although of I had to disappeared. Say, yeah, there's the, those are pretty good games. Yeah, those yeah. are great games. But if they didn't have Enix back in the day to publish those games, they wouldn't have the Spongelix to uh, get things out Necessary there. Necessary spongulix. Exactly. Um, yeah. No, it's it's a, it's a great point. And I mean, <clears throat> but the, the the concept is still there though. Even so back then you could you could produce a game that was more indie, right? But then get published by a bigger publisher, but you still had to fly through all of those hurdles, right? Mm -hmm. That came to putting something on console <clears throat> which were tremendously higher than they are today. Mm -hmm. Now, it costs more to make a game today than it ever has in the history of making video games. Oh, yeah. No I mean, question about that. How much does it cost to make Gears of War 5? How many millions of dollars? <laughs> Tens of millions, even. Yeah. Uh, there was someone today, and we're going to get to this a bit in Kickstarter. Yep. Who was I reading? It was through Chris Kohler. Okay. I was reading... Chris Kohler's awesome. ChrisKohlerWire.com. Awesome. Yep. Yes. Uh, but it was through him I was reading some other article where someone was say, was talking about Kickstarter and uh, how there are a lot of projects out there that, if they're not flat-out frauds, are definitely underestimating what it yes. takes to actually make certain Correct. video games. Correct. Like there was someone making an FPS that wanted a few hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. And whoever wrote this article somewhere, it wasn't Chris Kohler, it was someone else, but they said anyone who says they can make an FPS for less than, like a modern-looking FPS for less than $2 million is either lying or just, or just has no just, good just doesn't know what they're what doing. takes. Right. Exactly. It's, but see, that's that's the whole way that this gets started, right? Right. But something because, like Minecraft... Yeah, absolutely. Well, just, that, that, that's just so novel of an idea. It, right. It's so disruptive, it's different. It's like Steve so Jobs, is right? Is that and what indie games have to be nowadays? If it's not... If it's not... Yes. The prettiest or or nicest looking thing like Call of Duty or Modern Warfare does it have to just be does it have to be different in order to set itself apart 
Yes, you I can't I, have a bunch of Mario clones. I think I think it does because, mm-hmm. and that's again where the where the industry and the marketplace <clears throat> takes over. Like Zombie Gadget just said, right? They tend so, to experiment. It, they tend to experiment, and 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 that's the thing, guys. You know, think about it. When when you have the reason you the monolithic publishers become really big is because they make really good decisions. Because they go out there and they vet the people that they're trying to pitch them games. And they go, you guys are idiots. We're not making that game. And then they look at somebody else and they go, that's a really awesome concept. We'll make that one. And all of a sudden it becomes a million seller. And they've made a ton of money off of it, right? So the the process of Kickstarter becoming over being overwhelmed by a deluge of all these projects that don't make any sense is not surprising. No. And... And see, that's something... There's nothing to vet them out, right? Well, especially since... Uh, well, it's the people that vet them out. You would theory. hope, right? Um, but, at the, but at the end, though, I would argue that it's the concept that makes something win. Yes. Uh, it's not that the people, you know, want to put up money for something. But on... So, so to say that an indie game to be popular needs to be different is, yes. is I don't think, saying anything well, newer. Let's not say different. Let's, let's, let's say novel. Innovative. Novel. Yeah, novel novel works because you know so it's interesting because how many 2d side scrolling indie games there are for example I, I played shoot many robots okay at, at pax east yeah that looks like and fun. it's it's a fun game and it's it it's got some novelty to it it's certainly not the first side scrolling shooter that i've ever played in my life mm-hmm. i played contra uh-huh i've heard of that one it's a good game yeah right but so it doesn't reinvent the wheel it just takes it, it has some novelty to it that is that is I would say unique mm-hmm. among its peers and it's so unique and and by the way it's not so unique that it doesn't work it's so unique and the concept works so well that it's that I think it's going to be a very popular game so so I don't think it's anything groundbreaking to say that something has to be novel or, or more likely than not has to be novel as an indie game to be noticed yes but flip that around <clears throat> Do you see a lot of these indie games that do get noticed yes. if they were released by EA? Yes. Or or who knows, Square Enix or something like that. Yep. Do you think they would be as well loved? No. If Minecraft in its exact same form was released by in its initial form when it got really big, essentially a beta, nothing like it is now. Well, companies don't release games like that. No, but regardless, that's what that's when it got big. That's why Notch was bringing in hand over fist. Which is another interesting when, story. Right? At that point, yeah. in beta. Not even beta, but regardless. Right, it's a good let's question. just say beta. It's a good if, question. if EA released Minecraft beta mm-hmm. under the EA name, mm-hmm. would people be going crazy over it? So I think I I think people would still be going crazy about it. I just don't know that it would have the same cachet that Minecraft enjoys today. See, I, I'm thinking that I'm thinking what Vulcan Assassin is thinking is that if EA released Minecraft, it would, people would have been looking at, straight at the graphics and saying, man, EA can do better than that. That's I, crap. I I'm not even going to play it. But guys, look. I, so I, I agree with that. I, I, I get what you're saying. I think there's a lower standard for indie games because people realize. Of course, there has to be. Otherwise, There has to be. Because they can't compete in terms of they can't. pure right. man hours right. no. to make these games. No, and, and they have very small staffs and, and, and things like that. But, the, the, but, the, but I think it is more important to look at something like Minecraft and say the premise is so good the mechanics are so good the game comes together in such an awesome kind of alchemical kind of way that no matter who publishes the game now realize it would be very different because EA would never publish the game until it was done 
So Minecraft didn't become an, a, a, a new release until November, mm-hmm. right? Minecraft was was released as a game in November. Would it become <laughs> as popular as it is now? No, of course not. But you're, it's really apples and oranges. My point is, That's I think eventually something like Minecraft would absolutely become that popular because the concept is so good. Because games are are an art form that are to be fostered, right? It's it's not that the Beatles might have might have not been great when they came out, but when but by the time they really did hit it big, and by the time they were something unique, they were so much better than everybody else that the Beatles were inevitably going to become popular. I'd like to think you're right, but I don't think that's fully correct. And I, I so obviously being I think, such a lover of Beyond Good and Evil, I can't say that to yeah. the one hundred percent. If Beyond Good right. and Evil was released by, I mean, I know it's not his style, but if it was released independently by Tim Schafer next year. Yeah, it would probably be hailed as one of the best indie independent games yes. ever. But just be, be but, but remember, just being you know, hailed as one of the best independent games ever doesn't mean you sell a lot. I bet it would sell a lot more than it did. I'm just saying, doesn't mean you sell a lot. I no. don't know how much is Minecraft sold. Minecraft is an aberration at best. Okay, it very much is. Uh, Mark, you're out there, or someone else who knows. How much has uh, Cave Story sold, or Super Meat Boy? Super Meat Boy is extremely popular. Independent games? Or Braid. Braid. Braid's Braid, done very well. Braid's Psychonauts, so popular just simply because it's been on so many platforms. Um, I mean, you can play Braid on almost anything these days. I, I, you might even be able to play Braid on Roku. I don't even know. You can play Angry Birds on Roku. Why not? Another independent. Yeah, there you go. But something Rovia. completely different. Yep, it is. It's, it's a very different space. The mobile platform is extraordinarily different. It's different. And, and I, it's no reason... Apples and oranges, right? So here's Regardless. so, but but it's an interesting point. So I, I think whether or not Minecraft will be popular if it was released by EA, here's the enduring question: mm-hmm. Can independent games retain the kind of cachet they have right now, and continue as a business model to continue to be lucrative in the future? Yes, and I'll tell you why. Okay. Same thing, or the same reason why we're here right now talking to people on the internet with, you what, know. What do you mean? Yes, that's what we're doing right I now. I thought we were just taping this. Well, that too. Oh, whoops. Uh, where you can have two schmoes, one of which is half an hour late from his real life job, and so the other one has to grab his wife who is downstairs drinking her wine and petting cats. Well, at, least, at least she was drunk, I mean. Yeah, it helped. She wouldn't have come otherwise. Well, I'm perfect. She cursed a lot. It was perfect. No. Oh, man. Well, then, then people didn't get their money's worth. My point is that anyway. you got two schmoes that can do this and talk to people on the internet and be super F-minus F grade celebrity. Yes. Because of the internet. Because of all the... Anyone can do anything. Yeah. Because we're all connected. There's no. There's less intermediate. And things become emetic. I get it. I mean, I understand. And so you have something like Kickstarter come along. Yeah. Or Indiegogo or whatever. Yeah. And... You can have these projects that can catch fire. Yes. I mean, Tim Schafer is not a good example because he was already well known. And he worked for very, very successful companies that produced under very, very successful publishers. Exactly. If he wasn't with LucasArts, he probably never would have really been known. Correct. Regardless. There are other... Although you can argue. Well, anyway. Anyway, well, we could argue that. Yeah, yeah, argue that. Kickstarter is still a great platform, especially at least Tim Schafer shone a light on Kickstarter. And now it's exploding with all sorts of video game yes. ideas that are 
taking in tens of thousands of dollars. Joystick referred to it as the Kickstarter before Double Double Fine era and post-Double yes. Fine era. It's completely different. Yes, it is completely different. I mean, anyone who... <laughs> I know, obviously, it's not going to be the case, but anyone who comes up with a great video game idea and gets somewhat far along in development and then puts it up on Kickstarter has visions of, oh, man, I'm going to get $2 million. Just right. like, uh, wow, not Tim Burton. Tim Schaefer. <laughs> Tim Burton. <laughs> and he'd make a movie that starred Johnny Depp. And, and Helena Bonham Carter. And everyone would and love it, it. And it'd be dark. And it'd be really and dark Elfman and scary. Would do the music. Yeah, and it would be, you know, kind of quirky. And Yes. I bet a lot of people would see it. Yes. Yeah. Hasn't you made like twenty of those? About yeah, twenty. Yeah. Anyway, um, um, get a new shtick, dude. Hey, there you go. You know, <laughs> Wasteland. Oh yeah, the new Shadowrun game. Although again, based on a previous license, sorry, but no. Yeah, that's still. a little bit different, guys. So it's, <clears throat> it, you could like you say Miss Pac-Man or Counter Strike, and right. I mean those those yeah. games were very popular and developed independently. And again, maybe Mark could speak to this, but Dre Two D Two asks a good question, but. Is all Kickstarter doing is to fund already established franchises? And then he answered me before I asked the question. A lot of unknowns are lucky to get ten mil. Sorry, ten thousand dollars on Kickstarter. Very, very, very true. But granted, that'd be ten thousand dollars they wouldn't have otherwise. But but that's my point. If the concept is good, and people are are hungry enough for the concept, the the best of the best rises to the top. And yeah, there's a lot. Of projects taking. Someone's going to do a Don Cherry video of me doing this. I'm going to stop doing that now. Anyway. Um, yeah, there's a lot of projects kind of flooding Kickstarter right now. Yeah, it is. And not just video games, all kinds of things. But that's going to settle down after this initial euphoria, and I'll tell you exactly why. I mean, Kickstarter, I'm sure, will still be a great platform for at least the next few years, yeah. and then the next big thing will come along. Regardless. It'll probably, I think it'll be more like eBay. If you you know, like it'll have its heyday, and then it'll kind of. It'll you know, still be it's still there, game. but it's few and far between. Like Apple. Yeah, those guys are never going to make it big. Nope. Uh, regardless, um, if you go to the Kickstarter page, and I read up on this today because I was actually kind of interested. <clears throat> if you raise money for a project, can you just take that money and go to Mexico? Go to Mexico. Sure. No. Why not? Well, you could, but you would be under some legal issues. Well, I mean. Obviously. That, that hasn't stopped people before. Has it? I mean, well, you, the question you asked was, could you go to Mexico? I'm sure I could. My point being yeah. is yep. that there are... You, you probably wouldn't want to. You are held to... Uh, Greetings from Mexico, says Basara. That's right, see? Who's now you know, done the Kickstarter. Everybody paid him $10,000. Uh, now he's he living up in, in... Basara, uh, former independent game developer, now yes. in Mexico. Now so. in Mexico and watching a podcast of F-level celebrities on the internet. Exactly. Yes. So, my point being, initially, that I was trying to talk about two minutes ago, was... Um, is that the, there are standards on Kickstarter? What what uh, what is my responsibility uh, uh, for fulfilling the premises of a project? This is from the Kickstarter page. It is the responsibility of the project creator to fulfill to fulfill the promises of their project. Yes. Kickstarter reviews projects to ensure they do not avi- violate these guidelines. There you go. So there's some kind of quality <clears throat> control here. Right. And so. So basically, first of all, you need to set a goal. If you don't meet that goal, it doesn't get funded at all. Right. It all goes back to the initial donators. Yes. Secondly, uh, if you promise something in a project and it's deemed that you didn't meet those requirements, it says right here that you – where is it? Ah, a failure 
to uh, okay. So, blah, 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 sorry, if you're unable to fulfill the promises made <laughs> to backers, really cannot complete the project as advertised, or decide to abandon the project for any reason, you are expected to cancel funding. A failure to do so could result in damage to your reputation, duh, or even legal action on behalf of your backers. Right. Kickstarter is not going to be backing you if you back out of uh, your promises after someone, a bunch of people, have donated a hundred thousand dollars to your project. Which, by the way. I need to know your rich friends if that's the case. Exactly. Yeah. So so my point being in this whole thing is that, yeah, there's a lot of projects right now on Kickstarter. And it seems like there's a lot of crap to wade through. But as people realize that they can't make an FPS for $200,000. No. Stuff like that's Stuff like that's going to fall by the way. So the euphoria is going to go off and then you're only going to have more serious projects. If you have some extra money, if you're interested in... And, and this is the great thing about Kickstarter. It's got though. the cache laying around. Check around and see if there's a, they have a, a video game section right on their front page where you can just browse to see what video game projects are out there. Maybe you have a spare thirty bucks and you want to give someone a little bit of a chance. It's it's crowdsourcing venture capital. Which, That's right. Which is what I love about it. Which is it brings me back to the point that it is something that we did have a point could meet a critic a point of critical mass. And could see an explosion that then kind of rescinds back into something that's very different, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I, I'm just, I just, I think that independent games are in many ways uh, a great. I'm gonna, I'm gonna use this as a, um, this is, this is a, a play on words, a pun, if you will. Oh God, a Kickstarter for the video game industry proper, for the EAs of the world. So, for example, well. So, look at something like Paranormal Activity. Is that the name of the movie? Yeah, yeah. Paranormal Activity is made by a very was was made for very very little money. I think under a hundred grand, like ten bucks and some chewing gum. Right. Yeah, it wasn't a lot. So you know, borrowed camera. Have you ever heard of Primer? Yes. Have you seen it? I haven't seen it. I haven't seen either of those. It's pretty interesting. Primer was made for like five thousand dollars. Okay. Pretty amazing. Regardless, five, not, five as, not as popular as Five G's. But still, right. Yeah. Anyway, Paranormal Activity. And and you guys see this? It happened way, 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 way before Paranormal Activity. But but movies like Paranormal Activity mm-hmm. become popular very quickly, and all of a sudden, the big, big companies go, "Oh shit, these are really popular." And by the way, if we funded some of these, we we make them for like a ten percent of what we make most of our movies at, and we could make ten times as much money. Mm-hmm. So then you have things like Fox Searchlight. Well, yeah. That's been around for a while, though, hasn't it? Fox Searchlight's been around forever. I'm just saying, Paranormal Activity is, a, is an injection sure. to something like that, right? And really, where, it was where, all started with Blair Witch. Where where Fox so. goes... Blair Witch, that's a great, that's, that's the example I'm looking for. Yeah. Where they go, look at Blair Witch. If we have... If we make a certain studio house that's a subset of our own studio house that just goes and makes indie movies, mm-hmm. we're going to make a shit ton of money. And that's exactly what's happened. Fox Searchlight has made some great movies like Eternal Sunshine of Spotless Mind. Oh, which never would have been made, or would have been made into a very different degree, because it happens to be kind of a sci-fi movie mm-hmm. that doesn't get really get wrapped in that, right? Um, would have been made in a lot less quality and for a lot less money, and probably wouldn't have had the kind of celebrities in it that it had. But there's cachet to be, to be had in here as well, right? Yeah. You have like, <clears throat> oh, you know, I'm only going to be 
in. I'm gonna I'm gonna do certain indie movies like for the actors to be in those things, right? Because it gives them street cred, right? And their video game companies are apparently doing the same thing. Exactly. So that's my point, right? I think that the game companies are gonna get a lot smarter about this. They're gonna have their AAA titles. Mm-hmm. They're gonna open a lot of smaller studios that go. This is a really good idea, but we don't think we could put, you know, twenty million dollars in it. But we could probably justify one or two. Sure. And let's go make it. And it's not like that hasn't happened for decades. I mean, you have it's the a cycle. You have to. The problem is that you have to. Pay, if you're a small developer of working for the first time on these things, it's. <laughs> we'd love to have you, Mark. If we could figure out how to get the Skype working on this thing, we would love. We, maybe we'll do yeah. this again Skype next time. Regardless, or or non-Skype, whatever we can get to to make this thing work. You know. Yes. The but the point being, you could probably talk a lot better about indie games than we could. But yeah. whatever. Um, what's the point? Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> As a small band, as, yeah. as, as a developer starting out with your great game idea, you have to go and pitch this. Yes, and, and make it through however many pitches to all these different developers. You right. might you might get picked up very much, and you probably won't. get rejected all over the, the map. Every all the people that you think are awesome and love and you love and have grown up idolizing will tell you to go to hell. Yes, but now with the with this newfangled internet thing, with Kickstarter, with things like YouTube, where you can spread trailers. Who knows? Or Twitter, and something might catch fire. The tweeter. You might have Will, we- Will Wheaton, Will Wheaton. Uh, tweet about your new Wheat game, dance. and then pe- you know you'll have a bunch of angry nerds, not angry right. birds, but angry nerds. Angry nerds. Like, oh my god, that's exciting. Angry, angry Bergs. That's racist. Yeah, have you seen that? The Conan O'Brien sketch. It's good. It's terrible. Anyway, yeah, it is racist. My point is that I there's all these that. different avenues that help sustain, have been sustaining indie games as of late. In addition to the traditional manners, and I think that's going to just proliferate more and more. Yes. But that doesn't mean that if you have a, an idea for an indie game tomorrow, you're going to get your $2 million off Kickstarter and be off. It's still hard. It is. It's still very, very hard. And There's so that's my point. The threshold avenues. is big, but, but, but still. I think the bigger studios are going to keep wising up to this, and I think they're going to do everything they can to assimilate it because they like to do one thing above all else. And God bless them for this. Spongious. They like to make money. And if there is money to be made in indie games, they will go out there and they will find these projects and they will help to fund them. And eventually, if there's money to be made in something like Kickstarter uh, with these projects, they're going to go, oh, man, if this many people want to see this kind of a project, they'll probably spend money on it. Instead of having to put it in a Kickstarter, you can just put it into buying the game once it's done. So... I think we covered it pretty well. I think so, and and that was actually pretty long. That was like almost that was like thirty five minutes. That was a good convo. So you know what we can do now? Q and A. Oh, an extra long echo screen. Yeah. So Q and A. One yeah one one that will surely go down in the annals of history. So if you have a question, send it private message to COTGW. Right. Right there. Perhaps you've been thinking of a question this entire time, this entire inane conversation. And we've been, been listening completely to. ignoring you. And we and we just we do not read we the do comments. That. We don't care about you. Nope. Uh, perhaps you have a question uh, about one of the shows we do at the Clan of the Gray Wolf. Perhaps you have a question about uh, Mrs. Rue and her the wine that she was drinking. I don't know. It could be anything. Yeah, it's kind of cold for red wine. I'm just saying. That's, that's all. I'm well, say. I mean, maybe she likes it chilled. Maybe it was blood. Maybe it's not. Well. Then it wouldn't be cold unless she was chilling the blood. Maybe sure. Are you saying your 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 wife is a vampire? Yep. I I will make sure to <laughs> remind her of this phenomenon next time I talk to her. In any right. case, whatever question you might have, send a private message where uh, Rue just put the uh, yes right there. So private it, message and 
We have to take a break, don't we? Yes, we do have to take a break. We have to take a break because we've been talking too long. Yep. We'll be right back. After these messages. Bark, bark. Right back. Oh, we're already back. Sorry. Oh, we're back. Okay, wow, that was easy. I didn't even get to run the... Can get to run the bumper there. I'm sorry. Okay, that's good. So uh, let's start with some questions. The link, got does, questions the link didn't show up. What? Let's try this. Oh, how about this? Here. Go there. Send a private message there. Oh, we are. And then, and then everyone just starts sending. Boom. And then the inbox blows up. <sighs> All right, here we go. Let's go. Let's, let's, let's start get some... with uh, Dre to D2. Are you screening these at all? Nope. Okay, just reading right through them. Yep. We got to give the people what, we, what they want. We started 30 minutes late. That's true. Go. Oh, I got to read it? God. Oh, you want me to read it? I'll read it. <laughs> what are your thoughts on this hypothetical? Imagine a well-funded, highly anticipated Kickstarter game that gets released. Okay. And is a total dud and completely disappoints. Yep. How would something like that affect the future success of other Kickstarter games? It hasn't happened yet, but it's hard to imagine it might not someday happen. Two thoughts on that. One is, is this a game... That is a previous IP. Because if it's a previous IP that otherwise was very popular and it fails miserably, that will be a serious dent. A serious dent in what Kickstarter is doing. It will be detrimental. I'm not saying it'll end it, but it would certainly strike right at the heart of of what people are doing with Kickstarter right now. I disagree. Number one. Number two. If it's not a pre-named property, and you can put your rebuttal to this too, but I had two points. Pasha. If it's if it's not a named property, then I think something like that, a failure in that regard, is just like a failure of any other kind in the video game industry. It will fizzle into obscurity. There will be those people that are, you know, oh, I love this stuff, and, and they'll be all over it. And they'll be, the, I was the one person that loved this before it was popular or before it fizzled out into obscurity, and that will be that. And I don't think that will hurt what people do on Kickstarter at all because I think they'll be able to continue to raise money and I think people will still have the premise that makes good video games. And that is, to me, if it's fun, people will do it. All right, go ahead. I don't think it will be a big detriment, detriment because... Either way. I don't, think, I don't think expectations are high for anything on Kickstarter. I, see, I, I, I think that. it's that lowered expectations things for indie games in general that we were talking about before. If something was released by, if, if an indie game was released by, a popular indie game was released by EA, it would be like, whatever. But since it's an indie game, there's lowered expectations. Like, oh man, two people made this in the corner of their deep dark basement over five years? This is awesome! I don't think so. I don't think so. And I think, because I th- I'm not saying we hold them to the same standard, I'm not going to make that argument. What I am going to say, though, is if someone comes... Tim Schafer just, just just broke all kinds of records. Now, the record was broken by the Pebble. And if you don't know about the Pebble, you should check it out, because I think I'm going to get one. It's awesome. The Pebble just broke the record for the largest Kickstarter I ever. don't know what you're talking about. You should go check it out. It's a watch that syncs with your cell phone. Anyway... People wear watches? You are anyway, so working for the man. I, I am. Anyway, so the point is... Um, the man Wait, is nice. He's a nice man. Why do watch that syncs with your cell phone? It does awesome things. You have, you a, have to you have see a it. Phone. It's freaking amazing. It's so, so awesome. You can, it, can, can it sync with your desktop computer that has Why a giant CRT? Why would you do that? That's does, a terrible does, idea. Does it go via telegraph to your yes. horse and buggy? It, it In Braille. Oh, neat. And so it can check your... Are you saying Braille people are old now? No, I didn't say that at all. Huh? I didn't say that at all. Why, I said it would come through in people? An, I would say it would come through in a Braille ticker so you can feel it and you can understand what's going on. We got off topic. We did. So let's go ahead and just move on to the next one. What? That... Yep, so we just... I'm right, you're wrong. Wait a minute, All right. if, if Tim Schafer was to release a game today and it failed, you... Okay, t- that Come might, on. 
That would first detrimentally off, hurt. First off, okay, if there was one project that if it just completely bombed, that would, might be a black mark on Kickstarter. It would be Hello? Tim Schafer project. But, but that's never going to happen because even if he did make a big bomb, all of his giant fans are going to be like, that's the greatest bomb ever. Oh my God, more bomb all over my face. Anyway. And, and all 10 of them would make a difference in how Kickstarter gets funded. But anyway, go ahead. Hirsch. Um, from The Onion Knight. This is actually important. Of course it is. The, the Onion Knight is a frequent mm. contributor to The Weekly Ringer. Only intelligent thoughts come from On the Onion Knight. On How is it that you have more than one mic connected to your computer? I'm hosting a charity marathon Friday, and I'm having trouble with a good audio setup. Right. Well, these are both, believe it or not, USB mics. And I have a little thing. It's just recently come out. You it's might called have Windows of, 7. Called Windows 7. So if you put in two, I know, you, now I know this is a giant pain in, in Windows XP, but it is. with Windows 7, you put them both in, put as many, I, I guess as many USB mics as you want in, and you can select them all together. Theoretically. Yeah. I think there is a theoretical limit. It's something yeah. like 150. But you can tie them together with various audio programs. Right. And, and like Wirecast. It is also, so Mac OS X natively, no matter what version you have, supports multiple microphones. Um, but for Windows 7, it's got to be Windows 7 or above to really support that many USB microphones at once. Otherwise, you have to use... <coughs> Windows 8? No, you have to... Well, I mean, Windows 8. Who, God only knows what the hell that's going to do. If, somebody go, if someone ever buys a Windows phone, I'll find out. <laughs> um, <laughs> if they exist anywhere but commercials. We used to use a mixer back when I was doing yes, XP. Yes, otherwise you'll use a mixer that will pre-mix the, the output and then we'll be and then we'll you're dealing with an analog and, and it's a giant pain in the butt. Though. And then you're double amplifying. It's, it's, it's a pain in the ass. If you want to plug your marathon or your uh, charity, yeah, your charity marathon on Unite, feel free to do so in the chat. Absolutely. We're going to move on. Yep. And we have no problem pimping people's, uh, you know, stuff that they do. You know, if, if you are a fan and you we're all would like pimps. to, yeah, you'd like to, we're big pimping. It seems like a familiar question. Okay. I don't know. Uh, from Gnashvar, uh, what do you think about indie games using platforms like Steam? So this is a trick question. Okay. This is a trick question because a lot of, a lot of people, as a matter of fact, this very week, uh, one of the less successful digital distribution network executives came out and really badmouthed Steam because of its fire sales that they have, like fire sales over the weekends and things. Like that. I don't remember who it was specifically. Yeah, with a point, and that's probably that should tell you something. Yeah, right. Be but I will tell you right now. I think Steam, Steam, Xbox Live, PSN, iTunes. Doing, you know, releasing indie games, giving them exposure by virtue of having a threshold, they meet the threshold, and then releasing them. I think that's freaking awesome. I think it's great. The, the people that you meet that are brilliant game makers that, that can't get a job at EA, mm -hmm. or one of EA's many game developer companies, if they really do have an awesome job or, or have an awesome idea, they can basically create their game. And then next thing you know, they can have the next most popular game on iTunes or Android Marketplace or Play, Google Play. They can have, you know, the next big hit anywhere, right? Mm -hmm. It's a big, it's a huge deal. I just wanted to let you answer that question so I could read up on this marathon. Okay. So I'll just update some people. <clears throat> this is the Nintendogs. Dogs. Blog. This is Onion Knight, and he is doing, uh, or he and his cohorts, it seems, are doing a 48-hour marathon for Child's Play. Classic. They're looking to raise $8,000. million. $1,000. Uh, $1,000. Right there. Left out a couple zeros there. Sorry. Whoops. 
Yep. Oh, yep. Oop, hey, no, hey, we don't want oh, that. What? No, there's a chat room. What, is it, boy? what the hell is that? I don't know. All right, and they're playing games. Where are they playing? They're playing Legend of Zelda, Dragon Quest. Woo. Uh, what? I, I think I'm reading the right thing, so we'll just do that. The and list goes a little something. We've got about 14 games on the list to play, although we won't be finishing them all. The list goes a little something like this. Legend of Zelda, Dragon Quest, Xevious, Final Fantasy III. I assume that's U.S. numbering. Uh, yeah. Super Mario 3. Well, mm. yeah. yeah. I don't think it is, because I, look at uh, Impossible I, Final Fantasy 1 and, and 2. Three. So it's probably Japanese number. Anyway, I don't think so. Uh, and possibly Final Fantasy 1 and Final Fantasy 2. Come on. Super Mario 3, Super oh, Mario World, Act Razor, Street Fighter 2 Turbo. These are all American games. Final Fantasy Mystic Quest. Yep. Star Fox, Super Metroid, Mario Paint, Fire Emblem. Okay, never mind. Fire Emblem. Fire, Interesting choice. Two Fire Emblems and Mother 2. Earthbound. Mother 2. Who would play that? I don't know. That game sucks. That game sucks ass. Jerks. Anyway. <clears throat> that's a good one. What was his name? Okay, so there you go. Uh, and uh, he put the thing up in, in the thing. Oh, and that's a good question. We should answer it. What? When's our next so, marathon? Yeah, that, that's so that's not an official question, so I don't I don't necessarily want to justify it. It's all the up same to time. you. Why is it up to me? I don't know. Is your job working for the man? Gonna I have stop to. Us? Yeah. Maybe. I, I don't. Do, I don't do know the answer, answer to that question. You want to pick out the question? Are we answering it? I, I think we. I, I think we should say that we love doing charity marathons. It's Dang. one of the. It's one of the main things we'd like to do here in Clan of the Gray Wolf, regardless of the charity. That's true. Um, There's and lots of them. There's, I will you're say never going to run out of good charities. Yeah, to, and uh, I will say this, folks. Too. And and this doesn't just go for the person that mentioned it. By the way. Um, what Nessibas Nessabas Nessabas that works okay um thank you for the question I would say also you know if you guys are looking to for us to do something like that let us know because the fact that you guys are going to be out there actually contributing makes it a hell of a lot easier for us at three o'clock in the morning when we're sitting there waiting for donations when we've hit a when we hit a wall right I'll baby you give me I'll baby you give me <laughs> and we come up with all kinds of cool new was... memes for the clan of the gray wolf like who shot Bimmy Flim Flam? That was one of the greatest sleep-deprived I ever. I had a blast. I had a blast. We raised a lot of money for charity. You guys all had fun. It was a great thing. Why not do it again? It's great. But the fact is it takes a lot of time to plan. It takes a lot of time to execute. So if you guys want that kind of a thing, let us know. Because that will help us know that we can do it. Stroke limit. Stroke limit. All right. Uh, here's a good question. Well, it's not really a good question, but I'm going to take it because I think it's good to... Uh, Whoa. Hold okay. on. Let's right. see how I bring it up. From... Which means... As, yeah, Helements. Oh, Helements. Yes. <laughs> that is... I haven't heard that one in a while. Dark, That's fantastic. Wasn't it Dark Light Paladin? It, was, it was Dark Light Paladin, who saved our bacon many times Reading with game that facts. game. Yeah. Anyway. Phaser Bean Gamer asks, Sega or Nintendo? Now, obviously, the answer is Nintendo. What? Obviously. What? Especially today. What? Yes. Is this why you said this? This isn't a. This is a bad question. Well, this is a fairly common question for decades. Well, but my point. It, well, but it, we, I think it's interesting. But it's, to bring it's not up. really pertinent anymore. No, but they don't compete. I, exactly. I think it's interesting to bring up because there was some chat around. Uh, where was it? I think I, it was in Pax East. I went to a little bit of the Nintendo World Report panel. Oh, at Pax East. Well, we talked about it later then, because I didn't go to that. No, you didn't. But uh, maybe I brought it up later, and we did. people were talking about, or someone brought up, the possibility of Sega getting bought. By a company because they're kind of in dire straits ish. Well, with the Sonic series, they're not in dire straits. They're struggling. They're okay. They're they're struggling. They're still making money. They could certainly be bought. Correct. And then it was brought up: Would Nintendo buy them? And Which I would be amazing. And I think for it's retro only, gamers. I think it's only logical. <clears throat> the only logical purchase I can think of I... as a as a hardware vendor is that is that Nintendo buys them. Now, so the point that the Nintendo World Report guys made was: If this happened. 
if this question was asked two years ago, the answer would be yes. That would make be by far the most obvious answer. But with Nintendo's hard times lately, meaning that they're yeah. only making like yeah, yeah. a billion yen instead of two billion, which profit, is not a lot of money. That's they're still money. making profit. That's funny money. Well, true. But yeah, go ahead. But uh, you know, it's a little. Well, the yen bit, is strong. It's a little bit harder. Well, yeah, it's a dollar. It's one of the, it's one of the big reasons that they're saying they're not making any money is because the yen is strong. Right. Which is absurd. But anyway, go ahead. Regardless. Yes. Um. What? Oh, right, but but it's a little less likely for Nintendo yeah. to just throw that money around. Because they're not raking case. in the cash. But then again... Because the DS doesn't print money like it used to. No, but the 3DS is actually getting steam now but that they have some games on it. But it doesn't print money like it used to. It, it prints money! Not Yeah, it's not It's, it's not, not like, like the Nintendo. Not like they're just laughing it's not like anymore. the DS yet. Yeah. But give it a couple... It, it's picking back up steam. It's certainly no Vita. Sega does. What Nintendo? Until Nintendo acquires them. Until Nintendo acquires them, and you know, so at the end of the day, I, I there, this isn't an either or question, which is why I think you were saying it's not necessarily a good question. I definitely was a, a big Sega fan back in the day. I really, really enjoyed the Genesis. Um, even enjoyed it over Super Nintendo. But you are so lame. But Nintendo has done such an incredible job of not only preserving its own brand, but staying true to, I think, the things that it has always set out to do. And meanwhile, adapting to the marketplace. Now, you know, just like you could... The Best Buy, you could talk about Best Buy a year and a half ago. You could say, oh my, Best Buy is the greatest model of retail that's ever been introduced to the entire universe. And now people are jumping from the ship because Best Buy could conceivably be out of business in two years. I think that's overstating. I'm just saying. Uh, Nintendo's the same way. I'm Circuit just City saying way more problems. Circuit City has nothing to do with this argument. No, but that's the what point, everyone's going to compare it to. It, like, that's the next Circuit. I'm City. not comparing it to that. My point is, they could be gone in two years. Nintendo could be gone in two years, the way that Sega is now, by virtue of bad decisions. But Nintendo's done such a great job; it's hard to argue anything but Nintendo in that argument. All right. Look, I'm taking your side. Why aren't you happy about this? I hate you. Okay, whatever. I hate you. All right, we'll go ahead. All right, next. Uh. Tommy Guns asks, are all your SNES games boxed? Not all. There's a few that aren't, but I generally like to collect the, the boxed games just because I think they're prettier. None of my SNES games are actually nah, boxed. That's because you're a loser. I have them all just sitting in a storage <clears throat> thing somewhere. But I probably will, uh, as a corollary to that question, probably make some sort of a collection video, although my collection sucks compared to some of the guys at RetroWare TV. Some of those guys are... It seems like everyone's going to be making a collection video at some point. Pat's is going to be about three hours long in six parts, probably. But, um, yeah, I might do something like that at some point. Just kind of throw you, throw you guys through that. So... Uh, Sky Sam Freeman asks, Is it wrong to like Episode 1, Star Wars, but know as a movie that it sucks? My nostalgic ties to it leave me torn. Yes, you are wrong, and you should feel bad. Next oh. question. Um, He's got like uh, Billy on the Street. Have you seen this yet? Billy Eichner, Billy on the Street. Is current that anything TV? like Zoidberg? Check it out. It's awesome. You watch current TV? I don't watch current TV. I, I watch Billy on the Street. Are you the guy that watches current TV? I'm not the guy. Okay. I'm not that guy. <laughs> cool story. You collect more? I collect very slowly. Um, Padre125. Questions. questions. Will we ever see any more How Games Work episodes? I no. like those. It's gone forever. Yeah. Learned a lot from the Zapper and the Wiimote. Yeah, I have been planning to do that for a long time. The problem is, is that people also like this little 16-bit gems thing. So I, I work on that, and I put Never that heard. out, and there's other videos. and Life. There's life, too. Yeah, I, screen I don't life. wear fancy suits like that, but I also have a day job. So. Yeah, go screen live. Yeah, that thing sucks. Yep. 
I don't know why anybody will watch that. <laughs> But yes, no, the, the the series is not dead. It's just whenever I can get back around to it. You know, I think it would probably be that we could say the same for Painful Memories because we just, That's we just on haven't... That's indefinite hiatus. Yeah, I mean, we, we, we would love to make another one of those. We just haven't had the opportunity or the inspiration hasn't quite hit us the right way. So Right. Anyway, because I, I, it's funny because I think those, those videos are pretty awful because we didn't know what the hell we were doing. Oh, no. And, and people still actually like them. I don't get that at all. Well, they're goofy. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, they're goofs. They're goofs. <clears throat> anyway, go ahead. This is a very broad question. Maybe we can keep it small. Keep it answer. tight. Keep it tight. But uh, what do you prefer in indie games? I'm oh, sorry. This is from Lady Mage. Are you really a lady? Uh, what do you think? <laughs> that was creepy. What do you think makes a good or bad indie game? Graphics, control, story. Also, if this doesn't already addressed, favorite and least favorite indie games and why for each one. <laughs> That's easy. Wow. What do you prefer in an indie game? Well, I don't expect great graphics necessarily. No, nope, neither. Uh, or controls. Ah. I look for more gameplay, ah. which I guess controls could be a part of that. I look, for, I look for innovative gameplay. Yeah. I don't look for necessarily a great story. No. Well, look, I mean, let's... they could have one, but... Mechanics. So mechanics gets overused in the video game industry. It, it, it's a big deal, right? But mechanics, which <laughs> include controls are a very, very big part of why games are successful. Mark says it has to be a fun game. Bingo. If you went to the Future of Online Games panel at PAX East, you which I did. you heard, and I forget who was there, one of the devs from Guild Wars 2 was actually there saying, was basically just shat all over everybody else in the panel and said, listen, we're getting way too wrapped up. a giant Cleveland Yeah, he's like, we're getting way too wrapped up in the minutia. If this is fun, people will play it. If it's not fun, they won't. And everybody was just like, yeah! <laughs> because that's, at the end of the day, that's what's really going on, right? If it's fun, people will play it. If it's not fun, they won't. Game over. Next. Uh, also. Now, what people find fun can be subjective. But Someone mentioned League of Legends earlier as an indie game. Yes. Did, did I tell you about how I, I sat talking to the producer no. for, for, from League of Legends? And at, you had no idea? At Logan Airport? No, I knew. Oh. He was talking to some guys from Epic Games. And you punched them? Nope. And you told them, and you they were you mistakenly Q said Gears of War sucks ass. No, they were QA guys. They were, oh, okay, they didn't care. They weren't, yeah. Like our old buddy that we went to high school with? He's a QA guy. I asked them. I asked yeah. them if they knew him, and it was like, yeah. Oh, see, there you go. It's funny. It's small Unbelievable, world. small world. Anyway. But uh, that was pretty interesting. Anyway. And also another girl who was very nice from another local game company, but I can't remember the name. She married? Head. No, okay, anyway, don't no, answer that actually, question. No, actually, but beside the point. Anyway, so, uh, uh, phone. maybe I could call her? No, okay. Man, you're desperate. Um, let's see, yeah. Uh, favorite and least favorite indie games? I don't know if I've played enough to have a least favorite, but my favorite... I don't know. I really liked Minecraft back in the day, but I just haven't had time to play it anymore. Minecraft is awesome. But it's gotta be up there. I really like, um... <clears throat> Braid. I mean, Braid is just a beautiful game. Braid is top to bottom, a polished, well thought out, wonderfully executed game. And it's hard to say that about Minecraft because it's not any of those because it, it hasn't had the polish that Braid has had. So, yeah. Anyway, uh, Chrono so, Trigger and Final Fantasy VI are also great indie games. Yeah. Yeah. No, who, who knows? Yeah, I'm, exactly. Who did the music for that? I'm, I'm, some, loser. some guy. Yeah. Anyway. 
Anyway. Anyway, next. Uh, when will we hear Commodore's... I'm sorry, this is from The Onion Knight. When will we hear Commodore's ding-ding on the Echo screen again? Ding-ding. Um, right so then. right then. Perfect. Yeah. That was it. That was easy. Also, Rue, thank your wife for me. I cleaned my toilet. That's good. Honey, someone cleaned their toilet because of you! She's probably sleeping. Yeah. Uh, let's see. She you probably woke her up. Now she's pissed. Uh-oh. Um, yeah, next. Uh, <laughs> Chrono to what now? Yeah. Uh, Doghouse. Sleeping on the couch. Felt. Can we speed this up or? Yeah, let's do five more minutes. Okay. Felpmaster8 has sent a question. Did you have a lift? Felpmaster. Could you read this question as if you had a lift? Felt me, gimme. Felt me, gimme. Do you think that Final Fantasy has been going downhill and not staying true to the Final Fantasy story? Since Final Fantasy X, and what's your favorite Final Fantasy game? Minus four. See, see, Who asked this question? So is the Feltmaster. Feltmaster 8. Feltmaster 8. See, the problem is is that, well, by story, I'm going to say ethos. Just, uh, there's more. Because the story never really has followed true. No, um, no, what does that mean? Staying true to the Final Fantasy story? What the hell does that see, mean? See, the thing with Final Fantasy is that... What, what, no, answer, what does that mean? Uh, I th- no, I think that, that means more than just story. I but think. none of them had the same story. That's what I'm saying. Is I think me ethos maybe. Okay. The thing okay. is, is that Final Fantasy has always changed. Yes. That's been what it's all about. Yes. It's always been different. It's the it's the final Final Fantasy. Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, there have been. I mean, four is closer to six is closer to seven than twelve or thirteen, but. They're all pretty much different. It's very different from Dragon Quest, where it's very, very, very incremental changes. Yeah. Final Fantasy almost wholesale changes everything, every single game. Yes. So it's very hard to say that they're not true to themselves. Yes. But it does make it easier to say which ones you like better. Very true. And I like six the best. Yeah. That's So any of you that want to do a creative and there's similar themes ish but not but not even similar themes like crystals crystals haven't been in very many of them airships not even chocobos maybe but is that really a theme that's a character that's not a theme come on regardless look any of you that want to read a very long-winded response to this question Mm-hmm. Can do so if you want to go to videogameauctions.com Aha. and click on. I haven't seen Akira VGA today. Yep, that's okay. That's all right. This is the first one he's missed. He'll, he'll be back. Go to videogameauctions.com and you can actually click on On Gaming and you can click on my interview that I did there. The first question that they asked was exactly the same as this. I answered it in about three pages worth of text and it's probably, you know, mostly just drivel except for about three lines. But anyway. I think Final Fantasy has gone way downhill, specifically since probably 8 or 9. And I think that, um, you know, there are many, many, many reasons for this uh, that I won't spell out here. But, like Rue, it's impossible for me to argue the best Final Fantasy game ever created, and maybe the best video game ever made, period, is Final Fantasy VI. Hmm. This is an interesting question. Well, not really a question. From Compactness. Uh, hey, would you play my little game I put together? It has quite the history, but that's included with the file. The link is included. Enjoy. Hope the game becomes infamous in a possibly good way. Get psyched. Well, assuming that that is not a virus, right. I will... Or somehow maliciously attacks all of our credit card data. I will probably try that out and see what comes of it. I Sounds am intriguing. fine with that. Hey, look, we, we are all about... The promotion of other people's work that uh, we think are doing a great job. Or porn. It could be porn. That's a great point. 
Um, <laughs> the Beer Ninja asks, does the Commodore text while driving? I heard that makes death. Uh, it does make death. I hope you weren't driving through Chapel Hill. That's now illegal. It's illegal to have to use any cell phone, period, doing anything. Oh, well, that makes sense. You can't even, like, talk on the phone, even with hands-free in Chapel Hill now. Well, they're lame. Um, yeah, they are lame. That's freaking ridiculous. But anyway, the point is, um, it does make death. You should not do it at home. I the only reason I the only way I will do that is if I do the text the uh, speech to text mm-hmm. where I'll hit the little button mute the radio and say blah 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 and then hit send. Um, that way I'm not actually texting because that's very dangerous. I'm going to forward this message to the I'm people sorry, that you know to people Mark Carr. Um compactness if you're still whoops if you're still in here i'm going to forward your message to add at work who is mark carr he does indie games he might be interested in seeing what you have and he will enjoy your um See, it's making connections he will make connections here yeah he'll, he'll enjoy your virus and let you know if it's good yes. or not and the and or porn uh dark light paladin keeps asking so let's answer is there anything new that you have planned for the site is there anything new that you have planned for the site? No, we've, we've actually, we're actually going to shut the site down tomorrow. Yeah, Great well, being with you, folks. We have been doing a lot of new stuff like this. Yes. Uh, more kind of trying to interact with people. Hey, something new for the site, though. Beans. The new series on beans. New beans. It's great. It's called New Beans. And we actually <laughs> will try a different can of beans every week. Shut up. Okay. So uh, I did mention this back in December, slightly. But uh, there is talk uh, since PAX East about revamping the site, making it more than a circa 2009 blog-looking site. Hey, look, I like 2009. It was a very good vintage year. It does need some tweaking. Yeah. But we're looking to do that within the next month or so. Well, let's not, let's not throw a timetable on it. Or not. So, it, it, you know, here's the, here's the quick answer. Yes. We, are, we have lots of things <laughs> planned for the site. Let's just say that. Yes. And let's say that we don't we haven't fleshed everything out 100%, but we have one of the reasons that we do stay busy with the site and why content isn't as probably free-flowing as it as it has been of late is because we are doing a lot of work in behind the scenes and trying to make sure that one the experience stays the way that, that you guys know and love it, but can really offer something new to the table and for, in an artistic direction, something that can really create Clan of the Grey Wolf 2.0. Yes. I mean, a, a brand new look and feel to every show, to every experience. We're not I just thinking. Don't like change. We're not just talking about guys. We're not just talking about revamping the site. We're talking about revamping the clan of the Gray Wolf, and and that's what I think is important. Right? Well, yeah, and it's more than just site graphics. It's just it uh, you know there have been things like chat rooms and stuff for the longest time. It's kind of hard to navigate. Things work slowly. The clan, the clan effect. effect. Uh, I'm not going to click that. That probably goes to a bad site. <laughs> Uh, there were a couple of other good that. questions we should go. Well, I think this is good. You know, it, it, so it, let's let's talk about what the experience would be. We want to make sure if we launch, if we relaunch the site, it's something that gets us prepared for the future, right? For something that you guys would want to see, not just tomorrow, but for a long time. We want to see you guys come back. Another thing we've been thinking about, just want to throw this out there. So if you guys have, throw it right at the camera. Yep. If you guys have any interest in this, you might want to say it. Maybe even revamping about. the store. Oh yeah, that's have true. A little crayon, Someone crayon was mentioning that earlier, actually. Yeah, maybe maybe even have a few things With you might be able to buy. Lovely artwork. You could have this lovely face designed by Mark P. Tijan on your 
His name is Chan. Why do you keep saying that? It's Chan, you fat. Yes, exactly. Anyway. Um, um, on your t-shirts. Well, I don't know why you'd want to do that. Maybe a mug. Maybe a mug. Maybe mug Costanza. Exactly. Um, um, yeah. Are you going to allow more people to join the clan from Epic Satellite? We'll what see. the hell does that mean? The, he means the KKK. Oh, no, we won't do that. No. But as for the... like, we well, got, Isn't that clan with a K, though? Maybe. Oh, okay, then, then we're fine. They're rebranding. Yes, the rebranding. They got bad press recently. Well, so, well, I guess apparently we do, too, if there's any way to join the <laughs> clan. I mean, that's... Well, it's funny because we consider Clan of the Grey Wolf to be everyone. Yes. Everyone is a part of the clan. Yes. I'm going to stop saying that. It's our clan. Yes. It's our little clan. But as far as adding more people to add more content, because it's just the two of us yeah. putting out content wherever yeah. we, the hell we can, yeah. we're thinking about things. I don't want to... Yeah, we don't want to blow our load here. No, point, I don't right? want to commit to anything, but... Yeah, it's it's about we are f- trying to think about how to fundamentally change the experience. Yeah, and if that helps us get more people, so be it. But if all of you guys keep staying, <laughs> then we're fine with that too, right? We're not expecting to blow up anytime soon with you know being the hottest. We don't expect to go walk down Pax East and everyone is just running up to us and giving us hugs. That didn't happen to you. Well, it, it happens once or twice, were but they, uh, unluckily for me, girls? that none of them are females. And okay, I need it, more invite more girls to the me. site, please. Yes, that's for the what you sake can do. of help, at all, help bring more women to the site. And by the way, I love all the the nice young ladies that that are an active part of the Weekly Ringer. But <clears throat> but we need more. That's true. We actually do have several. We females. have several. I don't think several. any of them are here. No, but, but well, they they don't like either of us. They only like the Weekly Ringer. Anyway, all right. Are you going to watch Indie Game the movie? This is from D. Yes. Oh my God! What a gr- I can't believe we forgot. Thank you. So- Who is this? Oh, Lady Mage. Hi, Lady Mage. Yes. Uh, this is from D20. That's awesome. See, I D20, fantastic. Listen, <clears throat> I thank you so much because this was something I absolutely wanted to talk about. You know what's going to be premiering tomorrow? Right around the area? What are you doing tomorrow? Nothing. I'm going to go watch home the game, the movie. Sleep with my wife. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. Maybe we could go watch a new game, the movie. Where, 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 where? It's here. It's where? Here. It's here? In this room. You have it. No. Well, anyway, we should... Okay, you talk. No, listen. Whoops. If if it... (laughs) Great. Can you you quickly cover that? That's perfect. Um, Listen. In the game, the movie is one of the things that got me started to really think about this. I am very excited about this to the point where I would love to see this film. It's been very, very highly reviewed. Um, And I think it, it... it highlights some of the best things about making an indie game and the worst things about making an indie game and ties it up into one experience. Oh, wait, and I'm I sorry. can't wait. It's not here. Where is it? Mark Carr lied to me. I thought it was going to be in Where this area. It? It's going to be in Boston. It's in Boston. Well, we're, I'll be there. In... We're not in Boston. No, I won't be there tomorrow. That's not. C-O-T-G-W, I'll be there soon. The movie. Wow. That would be a hell of a Kickstarter, Mr. Beer Ninja. That would be a hell of a Kickstarter. Oh, we missed it March 16th. What? It was here? It was and here. we missed it? Yep. What the hell is wrong with you? Wah, wah. Uh, I guess I'm never going to watch it. Uh, Screw that. Uh, anyway. Uh, you can stop now. Okay. There's one more question. Do you want me to go on awkwardly like... And never have a punchline. Yes, never please. have a punchline? Just like... That'd be great. Hey, I have to say, Family Guy's gotten funnier of late. I've seen some of the newer episodes. It's gotten a lot funnier. I don't believe it's, you. It's back to being funny again. No, I don't believe you. But Man, South Park has never question. lost its luster. Yeah. Uh, yes. Don't mess with me. 
Okay. Dropping F bombs in the podcast. Here. To answer After Dark. ADD at work. Yeah. Twenty three. Yep. Who was apparently born in nineteen twenty three. Yes. Uh Mark Carr. And so I think we explained this right before he came in. What for us, what is an indie game? What yes. makes something independent? Is it the kind of game? Is it the source? Is it the source of funding? Is indie even a real word? Well, indie is clearly a real word. Well, obviously it's a word. Right. It's what hipsters call independent. Right. That's why I'm wearing my hipster shirt. And and you were wearing your hipster tie. I know, but it was choking me. Yeah. Uh, for me, independent, an indie game is a, is a game that's produced <laughs> via a not traditional large studio. Yep. And I think that's important. It has to be de- well, and so also developed. So it developed is and produced. If something is developed, source. Was that a word? Um, source or source of funding? I'm trying to figure out what your answer is then. So it's not the kind of game. No, it's, it's not, not the source of funding. It's how it gets distributed. No, that's a very narrow definition, and I'm sure we're conflict with lots of other yeah, people. I, but that's I don't, fine. I don't know. That's I would call that. That's either. how I would see it. I would. Was s- Scribble not an indie game? No, it was developed. It was distributed by Nintendo. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, was it made by an indie developer? That's that's impossible. To that's kind of parsing. Developer makes it, yeah, it's, come on. That's kind of parsing. No, listen. Um, if if a game, a, a game is an indie game to me, if I have to think about this, I'm I'm constructing it while I think of it. If 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 it's created by a company that otherwise could never have made that game with the funding <clears throat> of a major publisher or with the publishing rights of a major publisher. Okay, that works. Right. So that is an indie game to me. So it has everything to do with the funding and everything to do with the sourcing and not you know. Things. Oh, look, this is a small game, therefore it must be indie. No. That's hipster indie and we don't like that. And apparently Mark was asking that to pimp himself out because he's planning on doing a full video on what is an indie game. Big pimping. So we've lost about 20 people. Well, it's probably since I got here. Yes. Yeah. So that means people are really getting sick of us. Yes. So we, so should, we should probably sign off. We should off. end the show. Yes. We should do that. Anyway, well, it was great. It was great spending time with you guys tonight. It wasn't great spending time eventually. with you. Eventually. Yeah, eventually. <laughs> um, yes. Well, we want to thank you all from the bottom of our hearts for sticking with us here on the Echo Screen Live, the official podcast of the Clan of the Gray Wolf. Thank you all for watching. Thank you all for commenting. And thank you all. Don't stop yawning onto Sorry. the microphone. Sorry. That's just rude. Also, Onion Knight, everyone go see his uh, charity marathon this weekend. You should pimp that again, Mr. Onion Knight. It's just rude to do that. Give a link. Anyway, um, yes, yeah, so that is it. You have you have spent more time with us than you probably wanted to spend this evening. But in any case, this has been the Echo Screen Live from the Clan of the Gray Wolf. Um, I am your host, the Commodore, along with... Ding, ding. That's not your name, but it's good. Ruru. Ruru, it's a new meme. Ruru. Uh, anyway, we are the Clan of the Grey Wolf, and there is no reset button. Hi, everybody.
him Mr. Uh, headphones. Now I'm doing something goofy and funny after you think that the podcast is over. But now it's worn out. The joke's worn out. Shut up. Good night.